You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm John Negroni. And I'm Travis Hymas. And today we're doing a manga recap of One Piece chapter 1105 and 1106. 1105 titled The Height of Folly and 1106 titled On Your Side. And Travis, can I just tell you that for me, The Height of Folly is when I'm not being on your side. I mean, that um, I am generally correct, so that makes sense. As usual, we're going to be discussing spoilers for the One Piece manga up until these chapters. So if you have not yet read chapter 1105 and 1106, be sure to do so now for free on the Viz website or the Shonen Jump app. Linked in the show notes as always. And remember, all new One Piece chapters are available to read for free up to three weeks after their official release or whenever you want. If you're subscribed to Shonen Jump, which we are and do recommend i ne- by the way i never tell travis what i'm gonna say and he always just has to come never. up with this stuff on the fly and i he's always great gotta at- try to think about it i gotta think about it sometimes be like uh uh mm, i mean is this if, too much if i'm not putting you on the spot then what even is this podcast right now travis i well time to get a little bit serious because you know it is, it is unfortunate we have to do both of these chapters all in one we, and we had all these scheduling we problems up. we you know, messed up <laughs> here's what happened um travis and i were trying to research the latest cutting edge technology that allows us to connect and collaborate and honestly just have a good old fun time on the internet with our friends because you know the internet's kind of breaking in half right now and social media isn't what it used to be but Travis, I guess we have to call off the search. I mean, we gave up all of our podcasting time for this effort to find the perfect app. I mean, we do have the email, of course, rookiepyradio at gmail.com. I'll say it again, rookiepyradio at gmail.com. Send an email. We'd love to read it. But, you know, it's just not the same as chatting with the fans in real time, you know? But I guess we'll have to give up. you know, yeah, you know, we did a lot. We did a lot of research and a lot of science, in fact, too. Uh, we were really taken after Vegapunk. Yeah, we were really taken yeah. after Vegapunk and just really just putting all of our, our, our heart and soul into it. And I remember you were uh, like literally what, dissecting a cat and you're like, I'm going to be the next Vegapunk since he dies. Basically, in this yeah. Chapter. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna die eventually because we've been doing this for a couple of weeks, of course. So you know somebody has to take his place, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, it turns out uh, I was t- I was telling my my spouse about all of our uh, all of our uh, experimentation, and uh, they reminded me that Discord exists. So wait, uh, but hold on, how would your spouse know that? It's not like they're the social media you know manager of InBetweenDrafts.com. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Except that they are in reminded me that the discord exists and it's already set up and you can join it uh there's a link in the show notes and it takes you to the in-between drafts discord server where we talk about one piece spoilers uh except you and i have not been in there talking about one piece spoilers for the past two weeks uh but you know, other things as well uh movies music games uh and more uh showing off people's art uh there's a lot to do there it turns out and we didn't know about it somehow Hmm. This is this is very interesting, Travis, because the way you say that, it's almost like we've had this conversation, gosh, a uh, hundred times, but that can't be right. Um, no, it feels feels fresh to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's here's what I'm kind of wondering, because we didn't we didn't really draw attention to our one year anniversary. It was January 11th when we put out our first episode of chapter 1071, The Hero Deploys. I'll never forget. And we kind of skipped over. It's almost like our, our memory is is just getting in trouble here but i have a solution travis Hymas. there's a new devil fruit that's about to be on the market the brain brain fruit oh oh here we go all we one of us gets a hold of that fruit it's smooth sailing you know you know what if one of us gets a hold of that fruit we build our own satellites it's basically like making our own online social network just saying yeah, we'll make our own Discord. I mean, I'm up to the challenge. All there right, well, that's enough goofing, gallivanting, and jumping around. We have two chapters, so we're not going to do main beats. We're just going to do main summaries. I think that the short summaries, these are in the One Piece fandoms we're going to be ripping uh, because we just want to talk about the chapters. It would take too long. It would take too long. So 
if if y'all if y'all are cool with that, then then let's just you know you you read the chapters. I mean, people, Travis, is there anybody who listens to this you think who doesn't read the chapters beforehand? I can't even I, imagine. Uh, I hope not, Ali. Please stop listening. <laughs> I'm sure she'll hear that someday. All right. Well, here's our short <laughs> summary. Um, uh, so eleven oh five. Like I said, uh, this one is called. Um, actually, I lost my place. Uh, the height of folly. That's right. That's right. The height of folly. And the cover page is yet another reader request. Uh, it's carrot cooking a stew. I don't know. It's a little bit of like Oda being like, hey, so remember when you thought carrot was going to join the crew and now it's Bonnie? Um, and then he's saying specifically like, yes, it is going to be Bonnie, John. Um, like he says in those letters that I, I get sent. He sends them to me mentally. But uh, come on, Travis, after these we'll, chapters, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> As we'll the Marines prepare the buster call, Vegapunk <laughs> attempts to give himself uh, to no avail as Saturn does not believe the world needs progress. Or I think I think the summary is trying to say Vegapunk attempts to sacrifice himself. And uh, Sanji sends the rest of the group to Labo phase while he will retrieve Vegapunk as he contacts Nami to warn the others about the buster call. Nami reports the situation from their end, including that Lilith and Brooke have moved the Thousand Sunnies. So we get like kind of a check-in because we didn't really get any check-ins with a lot of the other straw hats for a while but we found out yes things were happening behind the scenes uh during the flashback and all the saturn stuff as the marines begin their bombardment kizaru destroys the vacuum rocket that frankie's group was on and as saturn orders the pacifistas to kill kuma and bonnie luffy is discovered to be using the food machine to replenish himself Meanwhile, the Marine ship sent to kill the researchers that escaped Egghead is damaged, and the surviving Marines on board want to warn Kizaru that they failed in their mission and that an unknown party is heading to Egghead. So when this chapter ended, and Travis, Travis and I originally were going to talk about this chapter, we had a scheduled time, but you can go to our Discord to get the fun behind-the-scenes drama on that, around that. Uh, it involves people fighting to the death on a roof. But... After this, all the speculation going into 1106 was, all right, who's the unknown party? Like, who who saved the ship? And there were a lot of theories out there, a lot of speculation. People were like, you know, the Straw Hat Grand Fleet was thrown around. Germa, you know, or Neomads was thrown around. Uh, Black, I think the Blackbeard Pirates was the most popular theory. We knew they had a ship on the outskirts at some point. Uh, there, there were a lot. A lot of people were saying maybe it was uh, Shanks' crew. I was on team, like, the, like the Shanks Circle, uh, I didn't call it that that it would be who we would find out, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. But Travis, before we yeah. go to eleven oh six, did you did you have did you have like a main culprit? Like, did you have a main theory? So what I was working off of was there's only a small number of people. Uh, I was less leaning towards Shanks only because he seems to not yet want to encounter Luffy yet. Um, right. So that was kind of where I was leaning. But you know, with 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 the time that has passed at this point. I was leaning really heavily towards not necessarily the full straw hat fleet. I was just, you know, going to make the case for some of them because they do operate independently. Right. So it is completely feasible for one or two of them to head in this direction because we're not that far away from the events of Wano. You know, pe people are like, well, not a lot of time sure. has passed. Well, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm working off of, you know, not a lot of time has passed since Wano and Luffy literally died during Wano. Like at one point he was more or less dead. So that yeah, Viva card he's our little sun god Jesus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that Viva card lights up. That would be, you know, I've mentioned that before. It kind of is that smoking gun that whenever they re-enter the story, it's probably going to involve that. That just makes the most sense. Then you also have the newspaper reports and everything on top of that. It is completely feasible for one of them to have been or two of them, or or however many, maybe not all of them. I think but at this point, I'm team. The Grand Fleet shows up at Elbaf at this point. Yeah, we'll talk about and that. That's I'm our sure. Yeah, yeah. That's. It. I mean, we got it. We have to soon, right? Like that. Because you got to have. Well, yeah, the new the giant pirates. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the pieces are all coming together. Bartolomeo got mentioned uh, back when we cut over to Shanks, but anyway, that's where I yes. was leaning personally. I was not thinking for any moment what we got. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely, definitely like a big, like, what the heck kind of chapter uh, or kind of, uh, you know, tease for us. 
But okay, so let's go into 11.06 and we'll talk about all these together, of course. Uh, so this one has a reader request of Robin giving a crocodile a cute outfit. It's fun. It's a nice little play on the cost, little play on crocodile being her boss. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward a little bit, Travis, to, you know, the day when Robin and Crocodile kind of come into contact again. That might be interesting, but that'll be a that'll be a talk for another time, I guess. There's a there's a lot of reunions that seem to be on the table here. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, that's right. Buggy the Clown and uh, Foxy. Um, you didn't know, of course, that Buggy and Foxy used to be in a relationship and it didn't end well. But all right, here's our short summary. It never, it never ends well. Uh, so as Luffy springs back into action with Gear 5 when the pacifistas attempt to kill Bonnie and Kuma, after Atlas tells Bonnie she orders the pacifistas to help them escape, as Vegapunk secretly programmed their authority chip to follow her orders if she were in danger above that of the Five Elders. So we knew from a while ago that the Five Elders were at the very top in terms of how they could command the Seraphim and the pacifistas. So the idea here is that Vegapunk secretly kind of put in this other like authority chip thing which you know it is kind of interesting the few chapters ago we'll get into it but the, the five didn't saturn say this is like i'm such a great scientist i'll figure it out if you try to you know sneak one past me but i that's we'll talk about that uh kizaru then tries to kill kuma and bonnie but is stopped by luffy big moment um and then vegapunk reveals to bonnie that he is the sun god nika meanwhile the new force is revealed, the, the force that went to uh, save the evacuees that we were just talking about is revealed to be the giant warrior pirates as Dorian Brogy have come to save the Straw Hats. And of course, we just saw Dorian Brogy very recently on Elbath, as we were just alluding, uh, helping out Shanks um, by taking out a lot of kids' crew. Um, wow. Travis, here we are. Um one thing this kind of leaves out is that Saturn stabs Vegapunk. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's kind of a big uh, omission. But that's why we do our main beats usually for ourselves. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, Vegapunk looks like he might be biting it. Uh, but do you want to start with the Dorian Brogy of it all? The 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 champs, the best friends. Hot dang, hot! Da- it is all coming together. It like, I I, I like memes aside, like. People have been trying to to thread the needles of things like like talking about sun gods and stuff for like 15 years, ever since like Skypea briefly mentioned that there would be us that, that someone was uh, worshiping a sun god. And then there would be little hints there, little hints over here. There was the big mom flashback on Elbaf where they mentioned a, a solstice and, and the sun god there. People have been sewing these little threads together for Oda bit by bit. And now he's doing it. And that feels, that feels nuts because it, it it's, it's stuff that you almost would never have expected to become so critical to the main plot. But here it is. It's all converging and it's with characters we haven't seen for those 15 plus years, if not longer. This you know is what it reminds bonkers. me of. It, it kind of reminds me. It's like a better version of Avengers Endgame. Uh, you know, like the way that the Marvel movies kind of started to just finally bring it all home. That was pretty cool. But this is just like on another level. It's like that same feeling, but it's even wilder because these are characters that this continuity, this canon has been going on way longer. You know, like I think a decade more than the the MCU did. Right. So seeing Dorian Rogi like just in action and seeing that we might actually have an Usopp reunion with them a little earlier than we thought. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of at this point starting to wonder, is this too much? Like the pieces are coming together, not just with the, the giant pirates, but we still also have the iron giant uh, as well. And so you have this big narrative thing coming in with the giants and how they, and the buccaneer stuff that just got mentioned, the sun God stuff. I mean, we're just kind of setting up for some kind of massive, I think moment, but I don't even know what that moment really is going to be. Like, how is it really going to take shape? I don't know. Yeah. What a, what a shift. That's, that's the other real bummer. That's why I say we done goofed by having to double, double up on chapters here because first chapter complete all is lost moment. Like it really does feel like everything is just toast. There's that bleak panel of Vegapunk just on his knees, watching egghead being bombarded. And it's, it's 
it, it is a downer of downers. Um, everything really does feel like this is kind of the moment make or break where we're going to see the tonal shift for the arc. And for me, anyway, it really felt like this is it. This is the shoe dropping that I've expected for a while that, you know, things are not going to go well. And instead, complete opposite direction. We are now looking at uh, potentially the hypest climax in a long time. Like this is mm-hmm. uh, Vegapunk says it himself. What's the point of the Buster call at this point? Like they're going to beat a Buster call, not escape a Buster call, beat one. All of a sudden, the egghead incident sounds significantly less threatening for our heroes than it did a week ago, literally. Yeah, let's let's talk about some stuff from last week. I mean, we have the moment where Kizaru is just like fully just doubling down on uh, you see like the shame on his face, like every chapter. It's just like bringing it home over and over again that he is just like a sad, pathetic, horrible person. The way that Vegapunk like these panels are so well done, the way that Vegapunk like looks down and it's just like it's for the sake of humanity and it just doesn't reach him and there's just something so deeply dark about that and then of course as we get into the next chapter he's just gonna straight up murder bonnie and kuma like he's so far gone at this point and i'm a little sad that he didn't end up being like a a secret trader agent or something like that but i mean travis you warned me you were like not john acab i mean you do try to reason with me best you could I mean, it's it. I I still think the the potential for like a smokerism in terms of like he he still kind of seems like he's bad at his job right now, which is so weird. Like I, I again, mm. it's probably just his emotional involvement here. But you yeah, could easily chalk is. this up to like malicious compliance, if you know what I mean. Like he's doing yes. all of this, and and wouldn't you know, every other witness is now off the island. How convenient is that? Mm. So. Yeah, so you know, what I'm not Kizaru necessarily could do again, next hmm. is just lose. All he has to do is lose. He just has to make it look good, right? Or he could so, pull Darth Vader and you know murder the Emperor and actually, yeah, finish the job. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I again, I don't know that a, like a hundred percent heel turn is in the cards. I don't think because it, it's almost too clean. You know, it's one of those things where at this point, especially with just how much has been lobbed to him accusation wise from his own friends, I don't Mm -hmm. think it's it's satisfying to just give him the heel turn. I think, you know, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in that gray zone that all of our favorite Marines not named Kobe sit in kind of is where he's probably going to end up. So I don't want to just like cut, you know, cut him completely off. Uh, but nonetheless, rematch, rematch, rematch. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Let's what a satisfying punch that uh, Luffy gives him uh, in the next one. I uh, also wanted to call out. I, I just love that we get to see Frankie and Sanji like having agency, getting to do stuff, calling some shots because Luffy like it's just so great to see how quickly they get into action and like they trust Luffy so much. They know that he's going to be OK, that they can just like get the job done. I love that Sanji like I think it's I I don't know if we fully talked about this, like he never got super pervy right with Bonnie, which like, thank goodness, because she was a child. And so some people that like Oda knew that. Yeah, Uh that should have been the real tip off to everybody like theorizing like, hey, how is Mm -hmm. Sanji acting? Because Sanji would know in his soul whether or not that was a crime. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you know what I (laughs) think it was? He's the kind of guy who would know. I think it's observant hockey, observation hockey. I think he's just able to tell that she's using a devil fruit and that this is really a child. It's it's the same kind of thing like Zoro, I think, kind of picked up that she was a kid, too, when she like transformed like way back in Sabaody. I'd have to reread that chapter, but I got like the vague impression like Zoro could see through her that she was a kid. But yeah, I'm glad that the you know, Oda just continues to make that clear. Yeah, Zoro does have the ability to read people. Um you know, he uh, quite a bit. So I would believe I, I would I would buy into that read 100 percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it's possible. It's possible that it's hockey. But I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that doesn't really need an answer. Right. It's just kind of funny that like, oh, yeah, that that actually was pretty good foreshadowing because, you know, people like people are like, oh, no, why did you draw this panel this way? And it's like because it's he's trying to fake everybody out. You know, it's, it's supposed to be a reveal. Right. Mm. But, you know. That being said, you don't want the context of that coming out and then having to look at Sanji being weird. And it's like, yeah, 
yeah, this was this was careful planning on his part. Uh, safe bet. Uh, but yeah, I I I do like seeing like Sanji and Frankie pairing up. That's a that's that's been a great combo so far. Yeah, uh, it's not one we've gotten before. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun. Uh, you know, we have the the good old weakling trio. Um, because Robin's injured, they're stepping up. So that's yes. kind of great. Um, and we lo- find out loving... that no Jimbe is not still moving boxes. Uh, so apparently, right. yeah, he's going to be helping out Zoro. Um, so that he doesn't and, and... get lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> so the line is, um, yeah, Z- Zoro is still being held up by Luchi. So Jimbe went to put a stop to that and keep him from getting lost. So I think what ends up mm. happening there is they either team up and Luchi just gets a takedown or Luchi retreats because he knows he can't win I... and that the buzzer call is happening. Honestly, my hope is just that like Jinbei shows up and Zoro just has been lost the whole time because I don't know if Zoro fans can handle the logistical nightmare of of him not one, you know, one V one ing Luchi easily like one piece Twitter would just not be able to stand that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I could see that happening. Sure. Um, that, being yeah, said, great- that being said, Jinbei Zoro combo. We haven't had that before. That's I uh, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in that. Yeah, if, you know, barehanded fishman karate paired up with swords. Um, it's kind of a version of Zoro and Sanji, but obviously different. I mean, Sanji was kind of our, you know, <laughs> resident uh, fishman um, appropriator <laughs> before <laughs> we got to Jinbei coming on the crew. It's, that's so funny you say that because it's Robin who uses fishman karate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I do really like too that even even Brooke gets kind of a moment here. Like he came up with the idea of like turning the clouds to ice, and I mean, just super smart. Um, so they Brooke now have a, a way MVP. to get off the island. Brooke is always, he always an comes MVP. in clutch. He's a sleeper, but like I think that speaks mm-hmm. to like his role as kind of the the oldest member of the crew, literally speaking. Like most experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, he's he's kind of a little wacky. But, you know, when you need him, he's going to come up with that very unique solution. It's been this way pretty much since the time skip. He's kind of been this very useful utility to, you know, kind of create these weird scenarios and find really weird ways out of them that only Mm -hmm. work because Luffy recruited a freaking skeleton. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's so, you know, they they all serve their roles really, really well here, uh, which is, you know, grand. We love it. We don't need Robin to do anything because she's going to be doing stuff on Elbaf as well. Uh, So this is all this is all great. I do notice that we didn't check in with everyone, though. No. Yeah. I mean, we didn't check in with Jinbei and Sanji. Well, I mean, I mean, where is York? I think York is down to the Seraphim, isn't she? Like being held captive. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Oh, you think that she might have like escaped? I, I think I, that, think, I think that so. we're now I think we're now at, I think we're now at a point where there's enough chaos happening that like, uh, you know, Ooh. unless we see something, you know, what could happen. I don't it, anything could happen because Kaku is also being imprisoned. Right. Unaccounted so if, for. if yeah. what you said is true, like, let's say that Zoro did get lost and Jimbe finds him. But Luchi's already gone. And then we find out that Luchi has not only rescued Kaku, but has also rescued York. So the three of them get off the island. That would yeah. make a lot of sense. Because if Vegapunk's going to die, we're only we're only going to have four versions of him out there at this point, right? We're going to have Atlas, Lilith, Edison, and York, unless another right. one dies. Yeah, and how, so, how does that work, by the way? We haven't really had it explained how these how the satellites are going to work if Vegapunk bites it, right? My thinking is that they're like copies or clones like they're not. I don't think they need him to be alive. I think they were his contingency plan for getting older too. like not just getting more stuff done, but having a legacy. How do you how do you think that works with like punk records and his devil fruit? I think that punk records will probably be destroyed unless that theory of it like floating away that people were speculating happens, which I think this chapter kind of puts that to rest because we do have the escape plan kind of charted out, but anything could happen. Sure. But I, they won't be able to sync up anymore. They won't be able to like share their thoughts with each other right. and do all that stuff, but they still have the inherited will of Vegapunk pretty literally here. Right? Like they know what he wanted to do. They have his research and they're going to want to like do something to make up for his loss if that's if he ends up i mean it looks like he's gonna die so So i see that happening just like how the world government cannot let 
the Stella Vegapunk get off this island, mm-hmm. we cannot allow York to get off this island. <laughs> is is more or less how that logic ends up, right? Because they're just well, going to take figure? her straight to Emu. She's going to take her straight to Emu, mm-hmm. and then they have their then they have access to their weapon. You know that that's that's also a thing. Well, the I power wanted plant's to bring about to be up. destroyed, though, right? Right, but they could just build another one of those. They don't care. I guess if, so. If yeah. York, yeah. yeah. If if York is artificial, there's not even a, there's not even necessarily a case that she ages. Right? They may just that may literally be all they still need. Like, isn't she the dumbest speaking. one though, or is she just kind of like performatively dumb? They only because she, I mean, probably performatively mm-hmm. dumb, but like more specifically, she has just the one piece of knowledge that they need. Like, yeah, it's just to use the weapon. So as long as they have the way to 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 produce what they need for the weapon, I don't think anything else matters. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that weapon, since the buster call is not going to work, what are the chances that Saturn calls that in? That Saturn calls. uh, Oh, the weapon. Oh, like to pull a weapon. Yeah. Um, It's like a final last ditch effort option. But do you really think that the buster call is not going to work like i i mean there are i mean the pacifistas are are a lot of ships but there are a lot of pacifistas well there are a lot of ships but there's also a dory and a brog a a, a brogi and who knows how many giants on that ship like right do you really this will be a a partial buster oh i see so even if it's a partial because i was kind of being like oh there's still going to be something it's already starting to happen the damage is the damage is already done but i'm thinking that like you know, but it not takes too long. The weapon takes days, doesn't it? Didn't they say that like it has to be planned in advance? It would only work. I think if so. Saturn was like, well, we called it in as a contingency plan to blow this place up. But I don't know. They never mentioned that, so it, it seems a little yeah. bit far fetched to me. It's it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. I think York gets out because otherwise, the weapon is no longer a factor, and there's no yeah. way that Oda just introduced that to wave it away. So. So I think it comes back into play at least at some point. Um, maybe getting York and being able to more consistently use the weapon is the new threat because Buster Calls no longer work. Mm-hmm. Or at least, or I guess I should say potentially no, no, no longer. I don't know. There's still the Seraphim. They could get brought up. By the way, this whole time, Bonnie could command the Seraphim. Right? At, like least, when there were- at least one. At least one Seraphim, right? Oh, just the Kuma one, huh? It wouldn't work would with the, the others. He, oh, yeah, because Vegapunk does specify. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they have to look like him. So I would assume S Bear counts. But yeah, the think, others yeah, would yeah. not. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the funny thing about this is that this is a really late game move. Like, what, like narratively, it makes a lot of sense and it's really rewarding in that way because it's kind of this big payoff. But man, this would have been really easy to know, like would have been really great to know way sooner, <laughs> so much sooner. Yeah. And the like, anime uh, now we get the scene where she like cries in front of the police Kuma and she didn't know that she could like command him. And it's yeah, like, if she had told the police Kuma to stop and not Luffy to stop. This whole arc plays out differently which is fun <laughs> i guess so. that's a fun that's a fun bit yeah. on otis part but you know it, it's one of those things that people are going to nitpick forever it's like this doesn't make total sense why didn't literally any of the vegapunks tell them? why didn't well, here's tell the world government and i'm like well there's a ton of reasons how you could get to that logic like that's not the point here um, here's my narrative yeah yeah here yeah. we go yeah okay how did he sneak this past saturn like they've specified that Saturn would have known if like the thing with the free will and the, the self-destruct bomb, like all that stuff, he, it's been established that he, he Vegapunk couldn't get away with it. So why did he get away with this? Like, what is, what is it about what he did to Bonnie or what he did to give Bonnie that authority chip? This seems way more important than those other this, things. Uh, this seems like the thing that would have the most scrutiny because it's, it has such huge implications so I don't really get this it. This would be this would be the thing where where again I point to like narrative satisfaction, which is what was the last chapter called? The height Thank you, of Daddy, or, Oh no, it, the, it was, it was the, yeah. yeah the, so you have Saturn literally saying those lines, ordering the ordering the pacifista to shoot Bonnie, relishing again in the cruelty of that and the irony of that, and that's what undoes him. 
like that's kind of what's been coming this whole time. Everybody's kind of been expecting something. We were talking about the the self-destruct that he ordered kind of backfiring and blowing Saturn up. That's kind of what happened here. He completely underestimated this surprise workaround. There is literally no reason he would have thought for a second that Vegapunk would design something like this. And that's why that's why it got past him, because he he told Vegapunk, you got to put the self-destruct in because I'm going to look for it. You have to do this because I'm going to check for it. Uh, X, Y and Z. There is literally nowhere where he says, don't put somebody higher on the authority chip than us. It, it, do, it doesn't mm. happen because it, it never even occurs to him to do that. So he slides it in. But Vegapunk does that. that. But Vegapunk does that, you know, as he says in his own monologue here, he does that knowing it's a one shot. As soon as that's revealed, it's done for him. Like he, he had already made his piece, I think, long, mm-hmm. long ago. Um, but I think that that's a, if this is, in fact, the end of Vegapunk, surely it does seem that way. This is a good way to bring his character full circle because he's been this character who, even before we knew him, is this weird guy who is kind of revered for all of his innovation, but serves as a military scientist. We finally meet him. He's wacky and fun and you kind of like him. He's like a weird grandpa. But then you get the flashback where Dragon puts him on blast for assisting the government who would do something like destroy O'Hara. And then he becomes, you know, and then he grow, you know, he kind of continues to become this very morally gray character who is ultimately in pursuit of this knowledge of this advancement and whatever else has to happen to get there. He's more or less willing to do that. But encountering Kuma is the thing that changes him. And so the climax of that being, I cannot live with the idea that one of these killed Bonnie. Because I don't think Hmm. Kuma could live with that. And that change in him, even though it was done, you know, years and years ago now, technically, that change kind of sets up the closure of his arc. At the end of the day, he is more a human than a scientist. It was sentimentality that ultimately saved their lives, is that he he couldn't bring himself to, to, to have that baggage Anything else was fair game. He's, he's like, yeah, I'm going to technically make these war machines, but they'll be for peace. I promise. Like, like he could rationalize all of that away. But Bonnie getting taken out by a pacifista couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, which is which is just it's profoundly human in the face of the cold logic that like the Vegapunk we had had, had hints of forever ago. Um, you know, it's it's so far different. And that's the influence of Kuma. That's the impact his life has had on people. It's it's great narratively. Even though you're right, it's very kind of silly that this is the thing that slipped past everybody. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's a little convoluted. It's a little convenient. It's a little convoluted. It, it, it is. It is. It's it's the it's the Oda doesn't kill enough people thing. It's the, uh, you know, uh, the, the dumb luck thing. Like, like, there are these contrivances. Sometimes you just need to use one. Like, I, I'm willing to get over it because at the end of the day, it. let's get into it. This is probably the closest thing to a Bonnie straw hat stonk I have seen (laughs) because 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 as I have seen the as I've seen the commentators point out, we had at the beginning of this a fight over control of the pacifista and the seraphim. Then we got control of the pacifista and the seraphim. Then we lost control of the pacifist and the Seraphim, and they've been bouncing back and forth this whole arc. The authority chip, he keeps bringing up the authority chip over mm-hmm. and over and over again, reminding all of us in these little text boxes how this works over and over and over again. And all of it was to get to the moment where Bonnie takes control of the pacifista and sees Luffy actually fighting a Gear Fifth. Like, the, like all of this was to get here. Mm-hmm. And I gotta be honest with you, that it's that's a really compelling argument. That is I a mean, that is a really compelling argument. That's a that's a chopper sees Luffy holding the flag on uh, yeah. on the tower. It's the it's the Luffy help me. It's the it's it's Sanji meeting Luffy in the rain because Luffy's starving himself. Like it's those moments that like solidify his relationship to that person in a special way and i yeah it's kind of hard to argue with that i got i think i think i'm leaning more your direction now based on this here's here's the one thing that's missing but i have an idea for how they could do it so one one thing that usually happens before somebody joins the crew 
is the person joining the crew does something kind of just selfless or does something very heroic that Luffy observes or just does something that like shows him who they really are. And we haven't really had that with Bonnie, you know, like her, she attacks Saturn. She's chasing after Vegapunk. It's a lot of stuff like that. But I think that the one of the here, here it is the thing that she did that all Luffy has to know is uh, he just has to find out about it and hear about it is when she saves Zoro from those celestial dragons for, from or I guess it's the one celestial dragon when she yeah. took that huge risk and jumped to save Zoro all the way back in Sato Odi. That's, that's reason enough for me for Luffy to be like, Hey, join my crew. I don't think you need anything else, but obviously anything else could happen with like the pacifista stuff and her doing something to kind of, you know, really bring that back. I'd, I'd have to go through the, the arc again to see if where if there were any other interactions. But because uh, I think there is the moment where she helps Luffy out when he after he fights Lucci and his gear fifth runs out or whatever. Um, there, there might be like a missing blank there. But yeah, Travis, I mean, I was definitely thinking about you and, and a lot of our other anti Bonnie Straw Hat friends on the discord with the silhouette of her looking up at luffy doing the nika pose and just like like bonnie from the back of it i mean it's just you can almost see like it's not there literally but you can almost see the straw hat starting to land on bonnie's head like that's kind of where i'm at um but you think it, it, it really think the- is it's it's a mm-hmm. stronger argument it is it is especially since it's so clear how much of this arc it was doing work to get here specifically. What else do you do with this character? You can't just like, she can't just like go away. <laughs> like She's just too great. Like she is just too integral to so much that the story is doing end game. And I think if you try to treat her, like give her like a law slot, like that's no, no, no. Law's room is taken up, taken a uh, Jim Bay took that room. I, I mean, we, we've got, we, we got, we got another space, like let her into chopper's office. I don't know, but yeah, I think she's our cabin apprentice person. Uh, the iron giant too is slowly, but surely creaking and doing their thing is you think the giant is what, what do you think is going on there? Because, clearly like it woke up before we could also by the way say that it probably woke up the first time when luffy went gear fifth on the island because we talked we kind of talked about that like hey he's already done gear fifth why didn't we see the giant wake up then this is kind of showing us that like he's waking up but something else needs to happen for him to get into motion what do you think about that uh i think i think that's probably accurate because it's clear that it's reacting to to the nika heartbeat but contrary to people's belief i don't think the nika heartbeat is itself an energy source i don't think that alone is the fuel i have seen a theory that similar to kuma because we keep seeing kuma juxtaposed with um with the iron giant even in even on these pages you have the the giant reacting to luffy to the sound of his heartbeat and then you have kuma also seemingly reacting though it's a little bit ambiguous and we have that little line from vegapunk um about the traits of the buccaneers so convenient of him to die immediately after that good good old good old one piece but um i have seen the theory that maybe the iron giant isn't isn't just an iron giant but rather almost like a prototype version like somebody had done this before and like left a lingering remnant in the iron giant and that is what's reacting more than anything else which is an interesting concept um Mm. since a lot of the technology vegapunk is using has been ripped from this Uh, um, i'm kind of interested in the idea that that even the pacifista pull from this a little bit that would be fun um and like the big reveal of the buccaneers is that they're able to actually transplant their will into something that would be interesting but yeah, like if the idea is that all of the pacifistas moving forward are going to be like servant knights of the sun god nika and that's where this is headed i mean that would be pretty you know to what you're saying that if the iron giant was like a denizen of some kind of god because that was going to lean into my thing we know yeah, like a soldier a, right a soldier a holy knight of a different era right 
but we know that the Iron Giant came alive before in between net, like the current day and the void century. So it had to have when? something kind of had to awaken it after the time of Joy Boy. But what could that be? Because when I think like I don't think it, it, there's room there to say that somebody was in between Joy Boy and Luffy unless no. that gets revealed at some point. Right. So no, what if, though, I would say probably not. What if it's when another god? That... Oh, because Go what on. if it was another god and that god is what spurred it to attack Mary Joa? And so, like, instead of the sun god, it could be the moon god or the, I don't know, Jehovah, Anel, Kami Two, from Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Yeah, 200 years ago is when it attacked Mary Jehovah. That's Dende. Yeah. Well, the, and the only characters we know back from 200 years ago are what, Noland? The Skypea stuff was happening around that time. Ooh, Travis. Skypea wasn't that like 200 years ago the like uh Noland and all that wild stuff or was that like less than 200 years ago it was like 150 uh, let me double check but you know um you know what is notable about that period of time mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. time back than the age of Dorian Brogy so if there are older giants on Elbaf who might be able to lend some context to things sure that could be something um when was i like that thinking the, i do when was nolan alive uh 400 years ago so we're Dang. we're actually even we're actually so that's wild then because then it's not even something like skypea that could have been a factor there's something else going on yeah well what if it there's all kinds of things we still have lingering mysteries we have the man marked by flames like we have other contenders for like blackbeard you know being linked to some kind of dark dusk god to be the counterpoint to luffy so if the iron giant was used by some kind of you know more nefarious version of nika so not nika so that would be great to like set up for endgame stuff so just putting it out there yeah could be cool yeah it is it is cool i am uh you know Going back to the, to the Giants specifically, um, I do think that we'll figure out what does power it because like it's just sitting there moving and reacting seems kind of fruitless, um, especially with so much going on. I don't see a moment where we're going to pause and go back down there and figure out what's going on. It has to move eventually. So whatever that power source is, is probably the key to this mystery. You think so? I think so, which, you know, is it the same power source as the weapon? Mm. It, I mean, it, does it have to be made somehow? Like, like again, we, we, we've dealt with like the esoteric stuff, but I don't think Luffy just existing as a power source. Otherwise, this thing would still not be sitting here. So I, I don't know. There, it's we lost our best clue, man, because he kept, <laughs> he kept just saying things. Well, speaking uh, of that, uh, here's here's a comment from Miguel 1786. Uh, if Vegapunk dies, Luffy will get the blame for his death and the destruction of Egghead. They won't inform anyone about the satellites, so it's possible that one of them may join Luffy. I think yes to those first two things for sure. But also, I think like with the satellites, yeah, we don't know what their fate would be at this point. Um, assuming that Atlas Edison and Lilith survive, so we have like a three satellite good side team or whatever and that's funny for lilith she's supposed to be evil um and atlas who's supposed to be wrath but yeah do they sort of just go off and do their own thing is frankie become their new stella or something like that like what do they do after this like i i do find it interesting i think it was Techie 101 who was saying that it's like a slasher movie at this point when it comes to the the vegapunk characters <laughs> like they just keep getting picked off one by one but i i think there is something to the idea of them kind of like being incorporated into the the story sort of as like Wano type characters who are sort of in the reserves, if that makes sense, and are going to fulfill some kind of like bigger purpose related to Vegapunk's dream of like connecting the whole world and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like we could totally have a situation where they have to re-enter the story later, like a Momonosuke or a VV something like that but i also don't know like most of the relationships have been built between basically lilith uh and a couple of straw hats and then vegapunk proper right so if he's off the table i don't know about like joining the crew that seems like a bit much uh maybe like a passenger 
for uh you know on the way to Elbath probably obviously provided anybody makes it out uh that's not york anyway um or they start the vegapunk pirates and they just they just need a, a grand fleet of some sort to join yeah i mean that's that i think we floated that idea before too that like like maybe they could be their own pirate crew lilith has pirate energy that's for sure that's i mean that's how she's more or less introduced um so that's just com- that's please don't feasible. make bonnie part of that she has to join the straw hats i i okay so I mean, if you're going to do that, the satellites probably could be Bonnie's own crew. I mean, I she already has she is a, a crew. She had like, I mean, Jimbe had his own crew, too. But if you did have a Bonnie, like, new Bonnie crew, I don't think she's going to be a captain moving forward. Because, like, the point of her being a captain is gone at this point. That's my main yeah. thing for that. Like, the whole point of it being a captain was to explore the sea and to find her dad. She has her dad now. And he's probably going to die. It's looking not great. But also, like, does she become a pirate here or does she follow some god? Like, that's the thing that drives it of like, she's not going to just be like, all right, now I'm going to go do pirate stuff somewhere. She's going to be like, no, I'm going to help sun god Nika, you know, save the world or whatever. Yeah. and, And that's a curious thing, too, because Bonnie does have that expectation here. But you know who doesn't have that expectation? The sun god Nika. <laughs> yeah true like this is like this is a this is a like sword of damocles over over all of this talk is luffy is gonna hear this he's gonna hear people are expecting him to be some kind of like big savior hero and he's gonna want none of it he is gonna be he has said definitively over and over again i am not that guy I will never be that guy. And while I definitely would argue that Luffy is a hero in a, in a different sense, he doesn't possess that same kind of heroic tendency you might see in like a Naruto. He's more of a of a doofus who accidentally does good things like a Goku, which you know tracks given the inspiration. But this idea that somebody is going to sit down with Luffy, whether that's Bonnie or uh, Dorian Brogy or Shanks, even that anybody's going to sit down and explain to him, hey, so it's not a rubber fruit. You're actually like the, like channeling the powers of like this God that all these slaves are expecting you to like be the savior. Like Luffy is going to be like. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to go have lunch now. That was great. <laughs> cool. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like he's definitely changed and grown and matured but at the end of the day he himself is so resistant to this particular savior complex which i think is good and important because it prevents yes. us from falling into the chosen one nonsense uh that could have really messed this story up after that reveal but it is a, it is a a square that we're eventually going to need to circle is like how do we get Luffy interested in tur- in actually turning the world upside down? Or is this really just going to be a thing where he stupidly gets his way to like, like stumbles his way into worldwide revolution <laughs> uh, and just everybody else takes care of it following his lead? I think that's actually possible, which that again, is kind would of be falling like, in line too with world history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He just he's, he's just kind of stumbling his way into becoming this big like historical figure and outside of just seeing his bo- his uh, bounty number skyrocket he literally could not care yeah. uh he just wants to have a good time uh and he wants a high bounty have an adventure i mean yeah he wants a high bounty because that's cool he doesn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. want a high bounty because it means he's an important person he doesn't think he's an important yeah, person yeah. like that's that's the wild thing like he's the captain of this crew until they get on the ship and then and then nami <laughs> can just beat him up and put him in a cage uh, and he'll sit there and apologize until she lets him out. Like, well, yeah, I think that's where the know? story is headed is like, what is a king, you know, and like, what does it mean to be like a ruler? Like so much of the story has been about that. There have been kings here all over the place and everybody wants to be king of the pirates for a reason that is kind of to what you're saying, because I want to be important. I want to be the best. Yeah. And, and, but, and Luffy but, is Luffy's the anti the most free. Yeah, he wants to be the most free. That's what being the king of the pirates means to him, which, yeah. you know technically from a certain perspective he's achieved now he he is you know the sky is the limit in a lot of ways like right now like a lot of people had an issue with the tone of like bringing luffy back laughing having you know being joy boy basically uh when like vegapunk's bleeding out when there's cannonballs firing everywhere but like that's the point 
that's the point. Like, this is not a moment of of everything is lost. We had that last chapter. Luffy's mm-hmm. back in the game. The hope is back. Like, th- th- we're on the upswing now. You're supposed to feel excited and ha- and enthused. Like, this is a moment. Like, like yeah, Vegapunk knows that he's basically done for, but he gets to see this kid, and he's basically like, this doesn't. None of this matters. It's. I get be to okay. say full tummy, full power, whenever I want. Full now. tummy, full tummy, yeah, full, full power, tummy, full power, right? whenever I want. Isn't that great? Um. So, Lion underscore Blade had a comment here. Said. Uh, Frankie could save Vegapunk by, quote, fixing his body, even if it turns out that Vegapunk is not dying. The damage that he got may be too much for someone of his age, so Frankie could somehow help Vegapunk uh, turn him into a cyborg. I kind of like the idea of if Vegapunk's brain is still preserved somewhere, maybe his physical body dies, but he has a way of still existing, you know, in the ether. And like the satellites can still contact him or, you know, even if he was just like a hologram or just like kind of something to still keep the character in the business, because there has been some setup for that sort of thing uh, quite a bit because he's experimented on and he's invented things that get into that concept of like uploading your thoughts and everything. So I could definitely see that, although the brain Uh, brain fruit, I think, would still have to go. uh, Yeah, I like that. Um. I like that idea, actually. That's a that's a cool idea. Um, I think some people would roll their eyes just again because they don't like that Oda doesn't kill his characters. Sure, sure. But but I do. I do. I kind of like that idea. The only thing the only thing that I would have an issue with is I still really want Frankie to get something out of this experience, Uh, preferably besides trauma and a kick to the head like, um, you know, Meeting Vegapunk, the person who he's basically been following the designs of that, like, has served as this ultimate inspiration for the Thousand Sunny, for his own body. Um, in, in a lot of ways, Vegapunk's research allowed Frankie to take himself past the person he was on Water 7 from a from a engineering standpoint and just like a purpose standpoint. So to just have this all happen and Frankie's just here and then we move on, it really does feel like a bit of a, of a waste. It, you know, um, you know, there's, there's always the chance that we do a flashback to like the, the, the time before, um, the next, you know, the morning that this is all happening and him and Vegapunk had a great conversation, but like people want Frankie to get like a weapon upgrade or something. I would just love him to inherit some sort of part of Vegapunk's will consciously like like he's taken it on himself but I would love for for Vegapunk to even just like acknowledge him it, it just the, the marvel of this man who who basically did what what Vegapunk did to Kuma but on his own body real time like I think that that's something that uh there hasn't been a moment to appreciate and we're very close to not getting that at all yeah I think that's I mean, totally right. I mean, and shoot, Lilith gave Brooke more credit than, <laughs> than Frankie has gotten from anybody in a while. Uh, Black Knight Halberd 42 said uh, Saturn's wordless rage at realizing Vegapunk got one over on him is so good. He's been talking about or he's been talking that good SHIT about everyone else being insects and being able to see through any way Vegapunk tries to subvert him. But this is such a huge blunder. He can't even do his usual cold sadism. He just instantly lashes out without saying anything. Uh, yeah, Kizaru yeah. is just a coward. I do think he helped Luffy, but only because he didn't have the nerve to directly defy Saturn. So just pass the buck to Luffy. If Luffy stops him and saves Bonnie and Kuma, hooray. If he fails, ah, well, did what I could. Was just following orders. He's pathetic. Great contrast with Vegapunk. Bonnie and Kuma seeing Nika was a long time coming. Bonnie's hope and imagination being rejuvenated should be awesome, especially since Saturn choose, chose this power for his experiment explicitly because he could see it get weaker as the user's will broke. And last, Dorian Brogy taking absolutely everyone off guard. LMAO to know how we all miss this. Elbaf is right there, so good to see them again. It's it's so good. We got the confirmation that they were on Elbaf earlier. We, you know, Shanks was there informing them. They're close. It's it it's very well set up. Yes. So good. Um, in terms of the Kizaru thing, so this is the idea that like maybe Kizaru did help Luffy, but it was kind of like I don't know if I buy that. I he doesn't have the nerve to directly defy Saturn. Okay. But like he helped Luffy so that Luffy could do something for him. That sounds interesting to me. That kind of strikes me as plausible. But yeah, he I don't he know. he you know, we, we thought Luffy might have been captured or something. 
Uh, it turns out he was just over by the food machine. How could he have gotten to the food machine so quickly? Gee, I wonder. I wonder who could have done that. I wonder if there was like a, a, a precedent of various Marines gritting their teeth and letting Monkey D. Luffy do his thing because there's nothing they can do because they're powerless, useless cops. I wonder if we have a precedent for that hmm. at all hmm. over the course of this series. As if like almost every single admiral who has encountered this kid, with the exception of one, has like come away with, ah, okay, you're not actually that bad. Um, or, ah, you're not worth my time, or, oh, I punched your brother through this chest. You know, like, mm-hmm. one of these things is admittedly not like the other, but, like, I I, I think that kid just wins them all over eventually, yeah, I think Greenville and Akainu are the only notable exceptions. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the joiners, though, right? Like, that's kind of the baseline. But, like, every single one of them has, you know, literally or figuratively turned a blind eye you know, Smoker is a great example of this. Garp is a great example of this. The, like, like half the reason that this is all happening on Egghead right now, that like the five elders have this nightmare on their hands is because they they let all of these people just let this kid keep running, running wild the whole time. Like, like if they had just had to sit down with Garp and been like, OK, man, you can't just do you've got to actually bring him in or sit down with. Uh, I mean, I mean, literally just the Water 7 saga, an admiral and a vice admiral just had Luffy in front of them and just didn't do anything about that <laughs> because they because they had a whim. It was their justice. And like we know about that narratively, but it's just it's very funny to think about that, like, oh, Kizaru couldn't have done this. Yeah, he could. It would be more in line with the admiral position at this point. Now, I remember a couple weeks ago, you said that Luffy being in gear fifth could mean that he could deflect the cannonballs by like making himself big or whatever but then i argued against that i was like travis he's that's not he can't get that big like we've seen how big he can get it's not like covering the whole island logistically doesn't work i'm not saying all of them just but then but then you know some people kind of speculated that like what if he it's an awakened devil fruit what if he makes the whole island rubber (laughs) and that he did (laughs) so i mean I mean, I think that would be really funny <laughs> if, if all of Egghead turns rubber as the, the cannonballs fire and hit the island and then bounce back and hit them. And then so that combined with the pacifistas and, and giants, I mean, I think they could beat the buster call. That's an incident. Which would be, that's an incident. Like, the, like question, I, the lingering question, though, is what I happened to Saturn? Does he retreat? That's the question. That is he the killed question. Vegapunk. Is that going to be enough? And he's just like, I can't do the rest of this. And if no. he retreats, what happens no. to Kizaru? There's... So it's. I don't think they no. retreat. I think it has to be Luffy and the gang retreating. Otherwise, it doesn't. Yeah, quite th- work. I mean, I mean, the whole mission, the whole point of the mission here is still to retreat, right? They're they're not trying to. Even Luffy knows what the plan is, right? They're not trying to win a fight and liberate Egghead or whatever. They're just trying to get out at this point. That's yeah. what everybody's doing. Um, oh, I, well, I who knows what the Blackbeard pirates are doing? I don't know when yeah, that's going like, to get paid off. Yeah, we have that happening. Terrible. We have York in the basement. We have Swamp Nakama kicking around still. I mean, we've yet to have that Deus Ex Machina, but you know <laughs> it's coming. Uh, at this point, you have to. It's too funny. Um, you have to keep that gag going. But th- we have all these moving pieces. But we still don't know how the Gorosei work. You know what I mean? We don't even have confirmation yeah. that what's happening here is the effect of a devil fruit. So there is still the potential for a plot twist here. Um, especially since, again, we're not really looking for a win. We're looking for an out. Uh, I think we have our out. It's just a matter of how much damage does Saturn think he can do before they get away. Um, and you're right. Probably they can't call the weapon. Uh, maybe they just cut their losses, get York. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's still a few different ways that this ultimately goes. But I am now entertaining the idea that the Egghead incident is not what we kind of had it implied it to be, that it's that that just as like the beginning parts of Egghead dropped the big reveal that the O'Hara Buster call technically got beat. They didn't destroy the knowledge after all. We mm-hmm. are now seeing that literally happen. Like like this island is probably not getting destroyed by cannon fire, which is insane to think about in the context of everything that we've seen before. But that's where we're at now. I like, think you're right. Like that's yeah. that's the that's joy of the sense. moment. Yeah, I think I see them retreating on the sunny using the plan and then Saturn calling off the buster call eventually because he's like, if they're already going to escape, we're going to preserve the tech on this island, the mother flame, all that stuff. So 
I, that's how I see it. Uh, and I think that take an L. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like the uh, it's like the escape from um, whole cake. Right. Yeah. Um, even though that was a very, very close shave in the most literal sense, like that was one of Luffy's toughest fights in the post time skip. That was counted as a win. Ultimately, like Luffy's bounty went up. As a result of that. Yeah, so that was the first time his bounty so broke a billion. Can, yeah, so we can absolutely do this as an escape, get out by the skin of our teeth, and that's still a win. That's st- especially again if they manage to basically take get them to take the L on the Buster call. I, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what the revolutionaries would do with that information. Just, just mm-hmm. imagine how what a rallying cry that could be. Like this is this is probably the moment. You know, I don't, you know, Vegapunk is done for, uh, but like the, uh, you know, the idea that like more of the world finds out why Luffy now looks the way that he looks, it really does feel like this is where that starts happening. Like, again, he stumbles his way into being this avatar of, of, uh, freedom. Oh no. I just thought of a way that they could write Bonnie off. No, no. What if... If she does make it off the island with Kuma, she might do this thing where she's just like, I'm going to take Kuma back to Sorbet Kingdom with the help of the pacifistas and save my old crew. And then she says goodbye to the Straw Hats. And as she's sailing away, they like raise their hands up with the X on their arms. But she's just sort of like, (laughs) what does that mean? I don't. What? What? Okay, bye. And then she just like comes back later, like with Yamato, you know, or something. She, Carrot, and Vivi just rub it in. <sighs> it's better not I, be I, what happens. I do feel like you're right that she has to be in the story. I think, I think he's put too much into this, and and honestly, if I'm being real with you, I think he sees his own children in Bonnie. I think he really does. I think. Compared to like Luffy, where I think he sees his own playful spirit in Luffy a lot, he sees himself as a child. I think in Bonnie, he sees his own children. And I think that that is great because it means probably that this was not the plan. Nothing we got here was the plan originally. Uh, He's probably going to say something in a few years where he's like, oh, yeah, my kid put like lipstick on their face. And that's why I did Bonnie like design like that yeah you know? or, or 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 even just i mean he had he didn't even have kids when he originally designed bonnie but like yeah. he's had kids since and like you can tell that like there's this sense of of longing to be with his family when he's making this series which is sad just take a break man it's okay we'll be here you're the one we're worried about but like you know more so than that i think that that really does help at least to make the argument that she is a relevant character going forward as well. I don't think this is a we're done after this yeah. situation. Man, the man's going to be 50 this year. 50 years old. Yeah. Um, With the health of a 70-year-old. <laughs> Working himself hard. Take a, take a break, Oda. That, I hope that, that those vacations he took for his surgery and for like the live action and stuff were worth it. I really do. Oh, wait. He's, no, he's going to be 50 next year. Um, okay yeah because he's i think he was born 75 not 74 but still um he's he's considering his prolific career the man is still very young and i think that i i would hope for him that he just retires after one piece is done and just rests on his laurels he can executive produce one piece related things but if i know oda i feel like he would probably just like make more stuff (laughs) and just not stop at some capacity he's made everything he could eat like he's made every kind of genre of manga you can think of at this point he's found i think he would still find something though i think he would still be like all right i'm gonna do just a 10 issue thing about like ghost vikings and then 20 years later you and i are like stumbling over to the microphones like well travis i think this viking (laughs) ghost here might just be the key to the what what, what about discord (laughs) i uh yeah i uh i i love the idea that like you're like 20 years from now we sound like we're 70 (laughs) even though we're like 50 that's i mean considering how much we've aged since 2020 yeah Oh boy! Rookie pirate, what? Rookie pirate, what? <laughs> what? We got what? 
I think that's a good note to end it on. Um, we do have a break next week, but we don't know what we're going to be talking about next week. Solo leveling? I don't know. I've read the light. Oh, I haven't read. I have uh, all of the I light novels. I've some. Only- I have some suggestions, so we'll see. I was thinking about because I I held off on reading the last light novel for solo leveling, which is volume eight, mainly because I was kind of like, oh, I want to. I kind of watch want to watch the anime first. But now I'm just like, I'm liking the anime a lot. So I'm like, maybe I just maybe I'll just finish this thing out. I want to know how it ends. But uh, great, great volume series. Um, I, I never did watch the web comic or web, yeah, um, stuff. But I heard that was really cool, too. The anime's been yeah, what, what other anime, though? I mean, there's other stuff. Metallic Rouge? We have not discussed monsters at all. No? Despite despite it being One Piece adjacent, we didn't bring it I up I haven't watched all. it. Is it out already? Uh, yeah, it's out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess I'll have to add that to the list. Yeah, um, fire, fire we never did something Netflix. for Spy Family Season 2. I don't think we needed to. Um, I'm just kind of going owed, through. We still owe, we still owe our uh, Jujutsu Kaisen therapy session to everybody. That's what I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Season 2. Yeah. I don't know. I Are we see past why you, the expiration I, point? Uh, for Jujutsu Kaisen, no, no. The the, okay. the SEO is golden on Jujutsu Kaisen. But, I do uh, have a lot of thoughts. I have so uh, many he, thoughts on that. How and many of them are curse words at me? <laughs> honestly, they're not curse words at you. They're curse words towards Shonen in general. To, to Gage Akutami specifically. <laughs> but uh, okay, My, uh, if you yeah. want to join that discussion though, and let us know what's on your your wish list for us to discuss not just this coming week but just future releases too we uh we can of course make that a priority and 1107 i think is going to be the week after next um i think we're going to be getting i think i'm getting my raws uh monday but i don't know for sure but anyway we'll be back and uh until then um bonnie's joining the straw hats it's happening confirmed i knew knew you were gonna do it i knew you were gonna do it (laughs) 